remember seeing your track clip, and that was the first thing I remember saying, like, oh, shoot, this dude's real deal. And then they said, no, he's even better at football. Like, the first year of tight end, like, really was, like, a, a learning progress for me. Uh, my second year and last year was, like, my years where I finally understood it, and uh, that's kind of when I excelled. Can you walk us through that, that one-handed catch? Because mm. I was right there on the side, that Ohio State mm. catch. I just went up with one hand. I didn't even mean to. I just did it. And the ball just stuck. And I was like, dang. Quarterback sneak right side. Touchdown, Penn College football tees, college basketball tees, whatever you need, Mercury has you covered with the best merch out there. We're talking about high-quality clothing, inexpensive, and the best part is I have a 15% discount for everybody who goes and gets some right now. Use the code below, hit the link in the description, and go get your merch now. Use the code to get 15% off. What are you waiting on? Go do it. What's going on, folks? Back again, continuing our off-season series. Uh... But this week, Brandon and I are going to keep it light because we got some guests that I think you guys are going to be really excited about. Uh, we got Juwan Johnson coming on, and then possibly State Media is going to be dropping his first exclusive interview with Pat Fryermuth, former tight end and current Pittsburgh Steeler tight end. So um, we got a lot going on, B. So I don't, you yeah. know, I want I want us to just kind of keep it high level. Let these guys rip. I think this is what the people want to hear anyway. So, um, but with that, what's up, man? Good man, good man. I'm excited for this one, as you said. Two great guys, you know, very interesting stories that are, you know, still balling out, which is fun. Love to see it on Sundays, you know, always bigging up our guys. Juwan's a Jersey guy, South Jersey guy at that. So uh, looking forward to uh, speaking to these young young men. Yeah, I, f- I figured you'd be excited about getting another Jersey guy on here. Too. I guess <laughs> I can kind of halfway consider myself a Jersey guy now, which is yeah, yeah, you got how many years now? At least you, you're coming up on 10, I think. Yeah, six, seven, and my son's born here, so, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, Jersey kid. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, It's wild. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so, like I said, you know, we're we're doing the the season review this week. It is tight ends and receiver group. Next week, we're going to go over to the defensive side again and hit the DBs. But um, I feel like this group, not necessarily tight ends, but the receivers, and... Mm. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like two polar opposites. The tight ends got a ton of credit. Uh, the receivers got hammered. And realistically speaking, man, we, you and I have been on the same accord with this. There's talent in both of these rooms. Yeah. Uh, we went out and got Julian Fleming in the portal as well to help bolster that. But, you know, I'm very confident that with the guys we got in the room, we can get it done. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was just more of a, a meshing of the scheme. But – What's your reflection on this, B? Uh, I'm curious to hear it from the defensive side. Yeah, man, just from what I noticed, you know, I seem like that wide receiver room is hungry because they've, you know, like you said, they've got hammered all year. They they sit back, they listen, they hear it all, you know, via social media, whatever it may be. So it's an opportunity to, you know, shut shut critics up, which, as we know, is can add can be the fuel for a young athlete, which, you know, I'll take whatever it is that you have to do to kind of, you know, get yourself going to be that guy that you want to be. You know, I'm all for it. Because obviously, I mean, it was warranted. The numbers weren't there. I'm sure no player kind of had the season that they wanted out of that room. And that's okay. You know, come back, you have another chance. 
You got Lambert Smith coming back, which I think is big time. A lot of people thought he may, you know, uh, move on, on, move on to the next level. But you know, we got a lot of vets coming back, a lot of experience. So, like you said, it's about gelling, meshing it all together. It's funny we talked. We we kind of talked on different levels about some of the previous groups, like it's starting with the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. And then like the mm -hmm. linebacker driving the development on the defensive side. Like to me, this receiver room mentality is the embodiment of what this entire team's mentality needs to be when it comes to attacking this off season. Some words you said, hungry, motivated, um, being able to kind of work in silence throughout spring ball and, and training camp and, and, and really show what they have. And yeah. to me, this team needs to do that top yeah. to bottom. You know what I mean? So I, I think bringing, bringing it full circle here and making comparisons, this receiver room has the ability to breathe the entire mental approach for what I think this entire team needs to bring to the table next year, which is really interesting because oftentimes, you know, you talk about the receiver room, they're the biggest prima donnas, they're this, yeah. <laughs> it's a unique opportunity for them to to take a to take a leadership role and lead by example in terms of how they approach their work, and realistically, it started today with their workouts. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they bring out in spring. But you know, looking at it overall, in my eyes, you you mentioned it like the numbers weren't quite there. And again, I I'm not in the meeting rooms every week so it's hard for me to say but it just from my perception it just seemed like we weren't putting them in positions to be successful consistently we we're asking them to do things that they struggled to do um which is really the definition of insanity um doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results so uh i'm excited for andy kultanicki and what he brings and and possibly being able to, to find some of these guys like you said a, a deep room an experienced room uh, Keandre Lambert Smith coming back is a big thing. And then, like I said, some of the guys in the portal and the additions, they got a chance this year, man. And, you know, I, I don't want to beat a dead drum with what mm -hmm. happened last year, but to your point, uh, I think they can use it as fuel to the fire here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And young QB coming back at the helm, as we said, building that confidence between, you know, that room and the QB room will be big. And I, I associate it with, uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, with the Packers and Jordan Love, a young QB, young receiver group, kind of all coming along together, but you see that confidence that they exude on the field. So I'm expecting, you know, just to see that as far as the confidence side uh, this season. Yeah. Who's your who's your sleeper in that room, in both of these rooms? Well, let's uh, – yeah, let's, oh, yeah, let's say these rooms include the tight ends. But who's your sleeper? And then we'll touch on, on the tight end performance after this. Okay. My sleeper, man, is, um, yeah, I'm going to say it's been the guy I've been, you know, keeping tabs on the last few seasons, Amari Evans, man. This kid's a speed, speedster out of Texas. We've seen him make some big plays. I think Drew's first long touchdown two seasons ago was to him and kind of, you know, clean up time of a game. But you see it on the field. You saw it against Michigan State, you know, took a few shots at him. But more to what you said is getting guys like that in – and ample opportunities, not just a deep ball, you know, a game or whatever it may be. Really let them develop as a receiver. Uh, so that that's the one kid I'm looking for. But there's, as we said, the room is deep. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know, I <laughs> I keep going back to this name, but I just think it's such a. I think just his body type and mm -hmm. and I, I talked about it at the beginning of the year. But Malik McLean, man, you know, yeah. a senior, hungry. Sticks. There's, there's, uh, 
there's ways to use a body like that within an offense. And I think that, I think that uh, him coming back, you know, you looked at Dante Cephas, Dante Cephas hit the, hit the portal again, but him coming back, I think that that shows where his mindset is in terms of his approach and what he thinks he can do here. And um, we'll obviously see how that plays out during spring for me, big one. And then I'm going to jump my tight end one in here. And I think it's Andrew uh, Rappelier. He's a kid from New York. Uh, got a little inside baseball on this, but I'm really excited about this kid. I think he can be a, I think he can be a breakout guy in that room alongside some of the some of the the standing guys who've made plays throughout the throughout the past couple seasons, and then obviously Tyler Warren coming back. Like, I think that's huge. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'll say I'll go with Dinkins, man. I'm not sure if it's a sleeper. We've seen him, you know, uh, out there catching a few passes, a few touchdowns out of there. They're big, uh, big personnel, whatever you want to call it. The wing T formation with all three, four tight ends. But I think that kid's he's ready to uh, leap, take a leap this year as well. Kind of being that Batman Robin too. A, uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got you, bro. It's a long day. Long day. Uh- <laughs> With that, I think the tight ends last year obviously, you know, scored a, scored a lot of touchdowns, were a big part of the offense. Uh, I expect them to continue to be a big part of the offense. class. Yeah. Yeah. But um, – Good memory. Pretty good memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been hitting the head a lot too, so that's that's, that's crazy. But, um, but Juwan has a great and unique story, I think, for this episode as mm. he came in as a receiver. Yeah. Jersey kid, um, tra- you know, graduated from Penn State, ended up grad transferring to Oregon, um, played a year there, and then has found his way into a tight end role in the league, which yeah. is which is a good good little crossover here, um, an introduction into again this episode. So, Juwan, thanks for coming on. Absolutely appreciate y'all having me, dogs. Miss y'all, boys. No, no. Uh, so we got our guy Juwan here. Juwan, what's been up, dude? Um, you live in New Orleans. Yeah, you're a new dad. Yeah, um, South Jersey guy. South Jersey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glassboro, right? Glassboro. Hey, you got some good memory, bro. Yeah, well, I, I was coaching at Wilbur guy now for the past few years. So yeah, coaching, he knows the landscape and everything. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Around around. <laughs> but um, dude, what's been up? Give us a life update, and then we're gonna dive into yeah. a few other things. Yeah, like, um, just, how you yep. been? Yeah, life's been good, man. Um, I just got done my fourth season, so um, a lot has gone into that. Um, yeah, really blessed for that, man, because it, it's tough. It's, it's definitely tough, uh, especially trying to be consistent and you know doing all that. But, yeah, blessed to see my fourth year. Going into my fifth year, um, obviously enjoying the offseason right now with the little one. Finally get to spend some time with her as she's sleeping right now next to me. Um, yeah, wifey's great. You know, everything's pretty good, man. Uh, it's nothing I can really complain about. Just really trying to hit this all season really hard because, um, you know, I, I really have you know big plans ahead, and you know I'm just trying to work as hard as I can to get them. So, um, yeah. really excited, man. I can't complain about much. Amen. Um, so like I said, you came into Penn State as a receiver. Yeah, we're obviously doing our whole thing. Um, talk to me a little bit about your transition because, again, I you were a young pup when I was there. Yeah. I was a big fan of you and Irv. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, pretty big time recruit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, four star, five yeah. star. Yeah, yep. I know you're I, killing in track. I remember after this one of the first things I remember in the recruiting cycle. Yeah, oh, we got Pat joining. Yeah, there he is. There you <laughs> go. Too good. What's going on, bro? Um, but yeah, I remember Juwan, you your recruiting cycle, whatever was going on, and I remember seeing your track clip. Yeah, the, was it the 400 relay, mm-hmm. and you hawked the kid. And that was the first thing I remember seeing. Like, oh shoot, this dude is a real deal. And then they said, no, he's even better at football. I was like, oh shoot, it's a hack point. <laughs> I'm on you. I'm on defense. I'm not throwing you right, ball. Right. So I was hyped. I was hyped. Yeah. I was a Jersey guy. So definitely. Because I definitely felt like you know I was like, dang, like, I wish I would have played with hack. And I'm not saying that just hack because you're here, but yeah. Um, that's one of the things I wish I would have done because I didn't get a chance to play with Gino. I didn't yep. get a chance to play with, you know, well, I got a chance with the rest of the guys, but, you know, Gino was one of the guys I really wanted to play with because he was an exciting dude. So, um, you know, yeah, it, it was, it was, it would have been fun, man. And I, and I definitely wanted to, you know, have that experience, but, um, you know, uh, it all worked out at the end, but that's one of the regrets that I wish I had going and was more focused so I could, you know, play with those guys and play with you. Well, dude, all, all full transparency here. Like I fought for you and her. Yeah. Ricky. Like <laughs> on, a, on a weekly basis, I was like, "We got to get these guys on the field." Like, I don't give a shit if they're a little inconsistent. Right. I, I don't care. Like, right. big body. Let's get these guys out here and let's just get reps under the belt. No doubt. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Too busy to read long, complicated policies? Well, guess what? Here at the pocket, we got a solution for you. Madi Health. Patrick Madi, former letterman, he's doing a fantastic job in this industry. He leverages years of expertise to build a customized health insurance policy for you and your needs. Individual plans, family plans. Patrick ensures you get the best protection for your health and budget. Madi Health, one broker, endless solutions. Now offering up to $500 cash bonus for every customer referral. So quit overpaying for your health insurance. Visit modihealth.com to schedule a free consultation with Patrick himself. But uh, I want you to just talk about like that whole experience. Yeah. Then you transfer to Oregon, still playing receiver, and then yeah. you get a chance to speak. But I think like the coolest part about your story is the transition from receiver to tight end. There's obviously parts of that that are um, – that, that coincide in terms of like catching the ball, route running, all that right. stuff. But then there's a whole new element of having to play online and in line Definitely. and start moving bodies and, and being versatile from that Definitely. standpoint. And that takes a different approach mentally. Yeah. And, you know, our guy Mike's one of those guys who completely no. sells out on one line, one side of that line <laughs> and the other. And we busted his balls right. about that. Right. Um, just talk about that yeah. because I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's a tough thing to do, especially at the level that you do. Yeah. Um, just like real quick, I mean, like even – um, my freshman year when you guys were there, I mean, I was at like 235 at one point. And so they were already talking about moving me then. And I was like, look, I ain't playing tight end. Ain't no way you're going to get me to play tight end. Ain't no way. But, um, you know, as time progressed, you know, I got a little better at receiver. And then, you know, coming into Oregon, I was around, teetering around 232. So talk kept creeping around then, um, you know, getting, you know, in the draft process, you know, guys saying like, look, we might put you at, you know, tight end when you come. And I'm and at that point, I'm like, all right, now I'm for it. Because it's like, I'm just trying to get utilized in whatever way I can. And so, um, you know, going into my first year at uh with, with the Saints, and I'm over here at 238. Like, New Orleans is eating. I'm feeding good. I'm eating good over there. Like, I'm eating crawfish. I'm eating pretty much everything. <laughs> um, 
And then they're just like, look, bro, if you gain like one more pound, we got to move you. And so I just started eating everything. So I started eating. I was like, man, I'm just trying to play. Because at this point, I'm like on practice squad. I'm just trying to find my way in. And so um, the next season, um, they tell me that I'm moving to tight end. And from there, I just hit the ground running. And obviously, it was tough at first because I don't know anything. Like, I don't know fronts. I don't know run schemes. I don't know jab scheme. I don't know counter scheme power. I don't know any of that. Like, I don't even know what a, a combo block is. Like, I've never performed any of that stuff. But all I know is uh, NBM or UK, or you getting forced. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's all I got. Like, yeah. two responsibilities. But, like, now – like you had to read everything. Like you had to read technique. Like I don't. I didn't even know what a five technique was. I didn't even know what a nine technique was. Mm. But those are things just like bro. Like this is messing up my mind. So um, like the first year of tight end like really was like a, a learning progress for me, because even at the end of the year I still didn't know what techniques were. He was like, yeah, get the nine tech. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, and I'm out there just playing free. But uh, my second year and last year was like my years where I finally understood it, and um, that's kind of when I excelled because I I knew what I was doing. So uh. Long, long journey, but, you know, here we are all from eating a lot of food, so. <laughs> in one of the best cities to do that in. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I ain't gonna lie. Ain't no, it's no, it's no, it's no, uh, not a lot of Chipotle's around here, I'll tell you that. Mm. Not a lot of Chipotle's. <laughs> not a lot, man. That's great. Um, now let's kind of, let's, let's go, you know, you probably didn't watch a ton of it. Um. Brandon's going to talk a little bit about transferring and then Oregon, but I'm going to, I'm going to hit home here at Penn state. Yeah. You know, what, what have you seen? And I don't know if you were in tune enough, but the receiver yeah. rooms kind of hammered this year in terms of their production and some yeah. stuff that happened yeah. um, or, or lack thereof. But, you know, I've been a big proponent of, it's not been a talent thing. I think it's just putting the pieces to the puzzle in the best positions to be successful. Um, Definitely. That's something that we all always kind of battle with as, yeah. as, players and coordinators and dealing with things like that. But um, talk a little bit about what you saw. Talk yeah. a little bit about what you think can happen. And then obviously with the new offensive coordinator coming in, you know, what to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, this whole season has been kind of an up and down thing. And, you know, honestly, it's just like it's a new of uh, everything. You know, there's a new quarterback. Um, you know, you got new receivers. Um, you know, one of the, a couple of receivers left, you know, the previous year. So you just got a, a whole bunch of whole bunch of new guys and they're just trying to figure it out and camp just isn't enough and you learn yeah. that in NFL and, and I think the thing about it is different in college is that you don't get losses to really learn it like you have to learn it through wins and, and, and things like that so a lot of the times it's kind of hard to you know see where you need to progress at because you don't have preseason games like the NFL you know you don't have you know, all, you, all you have is scrimmages and you're going against like you know good on good but it's not the same so um, I think with um, an, another year with the guys that they have, you know, you're losing a tight end group, which is, which is, which is a, a defeat in some sort. But in some way, you got guys who can step up, and that's not a big problem. Um, you know, you have the guys that receivers that are coming back, so that's big. You got the quarterback coming back, and you got your running backs back, so that's already big as is. So, um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's really important that guys just really dial into what they have, um, just really stay to their focus on. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but the details, because the thing is, it's just like you just can't go into another season, have all this expectation, and then, you know, you kind of flush it down the drain because, oh, yeah, well, this is what we have. You got our guys back, and, you know, we got to go get it. But the thing is, you got you got new you got new people in the conference now. You got USC. You got Oregon in the conference. You got so many different people in the yeah. conference where, you know, you, you, you yeah, you get a lot more with the playoffs and stuff like that. You get to have a loss, but – the thing is, is like you can't have too many losses. And NFL is just like 
you can have three or four losses, still go to the go to the right. Super Bowl and win it, or, or five losses. And, and in college football, you get you literally get one nowadays, one or maybe two now uh, to yeah. figure it out. So um, they'll be fine. I mean, I think it's just being intentional with their work, and you know, they'll be just fine. Yeah, man. I think this year we all witnessed Penn State fans were more on edge than I think I have ever seen. Really, you know, with everything going on. College football, you got NIL, you got transfer portal, which right. I want to get to you about. I mean, this is you were before the real transfer portal opened up, yeah, but no still doubt. a player that, like you said, graduated from Penn State. We see you as a Penn Stater. But uh, similar to Geno Lewis, you know, you also, you're kind of more in the success story of grad transferring to another top-tier program. Yeah. And as you just, you know, spoke on, you excelled your career during that time. Can you just talk us through that? that year, that, that, that process, yeah. where your mind was mentally. Cause I know yeah. it's a lot on these kids and yeah. no one really thinks of it like that. Yeah. Um, mentally when I made the decision, I think the year prior, I didn't really have a good year. I think I was defeated by injuries and just, you know, production. I was just like, man, I was really down at the dumps. Um, and I, honestly, at some points I, I, I thought about not even playing anymore. That's how like yeah. mentally messed up I was. Um, so, you know, I, I think it came to a lot of, uh, a lot of prayer in, in, in some sort. It was, it came to like, you know, talking to my parents and talking to my friends about just advice. And so, um, I was just like, man, like maybe transfer could be a move just to change, change the scenery. Um, it wasn't, it didn't have to be the, the only decision, but I feel like in that decision right then and there, I think transfer was probably the best bet for me. It's not because, you know, I, I couldn't play, you know, I had right. guys around me, we we're going to have a good team. We have. Pat, like he's in here. We're gonna have Pat. We're gonna have KJ, Jahan, um, Sean Clifford. We had a we had a great team around us. Um, I just felt like for me in that particular moment, in that particular weeks leading up to it, I just had to go um, mentally. And so um, it was tough. I had to you know to talk with you know Franklin. It didn't go easy. Him and uh, Deej, other Deej. I didn't I didn't think it was a, a great you know conversation, but I felt like at the end of it, you know, we all have respect for each other. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. Just the respect level of all parties. Um, no bad blood was uh, was given. That's everybody cool. was very understanding. And that's the thing that I know I had peace about because the understanding about it all, that's where I gained the most peace. And so, um, and I just went with the first team who hit me up. <laughs> Honestly, like, it wasn't yeah. too much to think about. It. Like, I, mean, was was the first team hit me up. I was like, all right, cool. That's where we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much it, man. I didn't try to make anything complicated. I really didn't make any of my recruiting processes hard. Like Penn State was one of the most loyal uh, people I was with, so that's who I stuck with. And Oregon was the first thing to hit me up, so that's who I went with, and that's mm-hmm. how I went. Yeah, it's not not that's two not bad programs to uh, <laughs> attend. Right. I, that. I just want to touch on the. Um, Quickly, the conversation we had with Franklin and Big D's at the time. Yeah, that's everything you say. It didn't go great, but there was no bad blood, no bridges burned. Because as I'm learning, dealing with kids nowadays, the younger athletes in the NIL space, you know that sense of respect is kind of lost. Like, right? You right. Are, honestly, that sets you up as being a man more than I yeah. think you even thought at the time. Just yeah. having a conversation face to face with another man or men, and you know, not agreeing on what right. the conversation was, but leaving the room with respect still. And I think that's a that's a testament to you, Coach Franklin yeah. and Big D, as we know, are all stand-up men. So Definitely. And I dreaded that the whole time. I dreaded that thing. I was like, man, I really don't want to talk to them. 
I really don't have the conversation, yeah. but you know, it was much needed, and uh, I think it it didn't go as planned, but it was definitely um, good from all parties that we all had the conversation. For sure, for sure. Like I said, see you as a fence there, man. Yeah, exactly. And with that, um, I know you got a crying baby, so I, I know what that's like. <laughs> right. that no doubt. So. Um, quickly to kind of put a button on this, man. Like B said, we see you as a Penn Stater. You're a brother of ours, and we try to make this podcast a platform for us lettermen to get together, tell our stories, talk about it, connect with the fans, connect with the current players. So um, give us some of your best Penn State memories, what it means to be a Penn State football player to you, obviously, unique experience, and uh, some closing remarks, brother, and we appreciate your time. Yeah, Um, I I have two. Um, I feel like one of them, my first one was uh, the Rose Bowl. B-Bell, you know about it. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that was probably one of the, the best years we've had um, since we since a lot of people have been Penn State fans. Um, just the team that we had, the closest that we had, you know, it was fun. Um, nobody had any bad blood. Nobody had any animosity because people were playing. It's just like everybody was playing, everybody was having a good time. Um, and even though there was a loss at the end of the year, it still felt like a success. Um, no matter if it was a loss or not, many people felt like we should have been in the playoffs. Um, but at the end of the day, like that was that was a fun year. Just in, in, in general, it was just fun, um, and it was remarkable. I felt like it was just like the perfect time to be. You yeah. you just had to be there. It's kind of like one of those things. Like you just had to be there. Like one of those yeah. things. Um, so that year. And then um, the year after 2017 was probably one of my favorite years because um, we just had so many guys coming back. Um, it was a fun time. It was a Fiesta Bowl year. And that's when we beat up on Washington. And I feel like that whole year, um, again, we felt like we should have been in the playoffs. But at the, end the, at the end of the day, like those two years, I felt like a lot of guys just had fun. Like that was like not so many times where people just go to college and they have fun, enjoy going to practice enjoy staying after practice, you know, catching balls or just trying to get extra work. You don't see that too many times, especially, you know, when players are in college now, you don't see guys just chilling, chilling with guys, hanging out with guys. And I felt like we were just one back then. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just really fun to be a part of those times. And, um, and yeah, those are my closing remarks. I just felt like, um, yeah, Penn State was a great time. I don't regret not a single, you know, iota from, you know, being there. It was just such a great time meeting people, you know, still talking to you guys. You know, I, you know, heck, I, I met you when I was a freshman, and, you know, you just reaching out was great. And Bebo, I mean, a guy being from Jersey, it's, it's, it's a blessing to see y'all. See y'all doing y'all thing. It's been great, man. Yes, sir. Well, we'll say until you up in Jersey, let me know. I'm here now, too, because yeah, I'm no out in Jersey. So, um, let me know. Absolutely. No doubt. Before we go, before we go, I just got to get your, your mind – can you walk us through that that one-handed catch? Because I was right there on the side, that Ohio State mm. catch. That was the 2017 year, right? That was 2018. That was 2018, okay. Yeah. That was – I was right there on the sideline. That was one of the meanest catches. I think you and Jahan were crazy. Yeah. Or no, Jahan was the year after. That was the year after, yeah. So, oh, you and um, – Yeah. Was, oh, KJ went crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so um, that was pretty wild. I mean, honestly, you, you never know what you're going – get from trades in terms of like, is he going to throw this goal ball or he's just going to let me run this guy off? <laughs> and something just told me like, you just got to run this thing. So, you know, I ran it and man, like, honestly, like it's one of those things where I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I did it anyway. Cause it was pretty ignorant of me. 
And so um, I just went up with one hand. I didn't even mean to. I just did it. And the ball just stuck. And I was like, dang. And then later that game, Pat had one. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. But, man, we over here catching this ball. Like, it got some freaking uh, – like, it's some freaking Bill Belichick. Like, Bill Belichick done flattened the ball or something. <laughs> but, yeah, we uh, – and, and sadly, yeah, we lost that game too. But man, yeah. I know they were on us about that. But yeah, that was that was a game. That was fun. That was a fun yeah, game. I, just had, I had to get that. That was that was that was a great game. That was a fun game. Ready. That was a fun game. Appreciate y'all, boys, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate hey, you. We'll chop it up. Soon. That'll be easy. So that was our guy, Juwan Johnson, Nittany Lion, Duck. We view him as a brother. He's a saint. <laughs> yeah. He's uh. He's a he's a he's a Swiss Army knife of sorts. Um, great guy, uh, great family man, um, great representative of the program. So uh, we are very happy to let him come on, tell his story, and give us a little bit of a life update. Yeah, yeah, always good talking to the brethrens that we have. Once again, we open this platform up to all Lettermen. Uh, we'll we'll continue to do such, do as such, and is looking forward to it, man. Thank you again, Juwan. Look out for him with the Saints. Him and his wife are all over TikTok, put blasting out content. So check in all of that. And he has a great mustache. It's a good, oh, it's, it's a good fantastic one. mustache. I'm actually, I, I, I have envy. I might have to. <laughs> Go back to just the staff. Yeah, I might have to do it now. But, um, and I thought he did a great job putting a cap on it. You know, I think his yeah. story resonates with what we talked about in the intro. You know, this, this receiving room, uh, tight end room. Tight end room kind of has to continue the standard. I think the receiving room has a great opportunity to work in silence and and raise the raise the standard to meet the expectations that everyone has. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they got they got the guys to do it. So um, with that, that's another episode of the pocket. We greatly appreciate all the support. Looking forward to more feedback. Hit us on our mentions at whatever you guys got. What what do you want to hear? What do you want to see? Um, we're building this together. Follow us on all of our socials, state media, state media PSU, different handles on X and Instagram. And then make sure you follow the mothership Mercury for all of our content uh, surrounding really the entire space. We got a basketball pod spun up now with Miles Dredd. So I uh, got a lot of good stuff coming for you guys. So um, appreciate the feedback, appreciate the support. Um, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>